Turn your Bibles, if you would, please, to John chapter 8. John chapter 8. I want to begin to read in verse 12. Find it now, so some of you already told me I'd get in a hurry, so I'm waiting on you. John chapter 8, verse 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. The Pharisees therefore said unto him, Thou bearest record of thyself. Thy record is not true. Jesus answered and said unto them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. For I know whence I came, and where I go. But you cannot tell whence I come, nor whither I go. You judge after the flesh. I judge no man. And yet if I judge, my judgment is true. For I am not alone, but I and the Father that sent me. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I am one that beareth witness of myself, and the Father that sent me beareth witness of me. Then said they unto him, Where is thy father? Jesus answered, Ye neither know me nor my father. If ye had known me, ye shall have known my father also. These words spake Jesus in the treasure, as he taught in the temple, and no man laid hand on him, for his hour was not yet come. Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way, and you shall seek me, and shall die in your sins. Whether I go, you cannot come. Then said the Jews, Will he kill himself? Because he says, Where I go, you cannot come. And he says unto them, You are from beneath. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you, That you shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am he, You shall die in your sins. Then said they unto him, Who art thou? And Jesus said unto them, even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true, and I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. They understood not that he spake to them of the Father. Then said Jesus unto them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I am he, and I do nothing of myself. But as my Father has taught me, I speak these things. And he that sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. And he spake these words, as he spake these words, many believed on him. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning in Jesus' precious name. And Lord, we thank you so much for salvation in our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. And that alone, we can't save ourselves. We can only show somebody how to be saved. And I ask you, dear God, that you bless everyone who's come today now. I thank you for the testimonies of the people that gave their testimony, knowing when they were saved, how they got saved, by trusting you as Savior. Now I ask you to bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. John 8, verse 21 said, Then said Jesus unto them, I go my way. You shall seek me, 
and shall die in your sins. Where I go, you cannot come. Verse 24 said, I said therefore unto you that you shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am He, you shall die in your sins. There was a couple over at our lake place in Lake Wales. I was building a wall over there one day when I first started over there some years back. Come walking down the road and are you the pastor? I said, yes. Everybody around there knows me and knows where the pastor lives. And they said, are you the pastor? We want to get married. And I said, I'm already married. But anyhow, I talked with them a little bit. And, and uh, they said, well, we want you to perform. Uh, my husband died. He was a Christian man. He passed away. And, and uh, he said, my wife was a Christian. She passed away. And uh, we just love one another and want you, want you to perform the marriage ceremony. And uh, we'd like to do it in your house. And so we got all the neighbors together and they come over and we had a wedding in the house. But before we had the wedding, uh, I asked them, uh, I need to talk to both of you. And so they came, one day it was out on the lake and they saw me uh, drive up in my car so they called me and said can we meet with you to talk to you I said yes meet me on my dock so I went out with my Bible and I sat on the dock and I looked at him I said uh, tell me something do you know you're saved he said yes sir and he told me where he got saved and how he got saved give me the assurance of his salvation I looked at her and, and I said are you saved do you know you're a child of God she said well I'm a Catholic I said that ain't what I ask you I said do you know you're saved she said no sir I don't. And I took my Bible, and they're on the, on the dock. I got to lead them both to the Lord. The other day, I was back over to the lake for a few minutes, and they come by just to say bye because they go back to Oklahoma. And they was talking to me about the number of their friends this past year that had passed away. And I said to them, this has been the worst day for death to me as a pastor that I've ever had. I guess I preached more funerals this year, dealt with death more this year than I ever dealt with in my life. And uh, they said, well, what's so sad to us is five of our friends, think about this, five of our friends committed suicide. When I heard that, my heart pounded. I just don't understand somebody committing suicide. Now, I'm not saying that anybody that commits suicide, everybody that commits suicide goes to hell, because that's not true. Because Samson pulled the temple down on him, he was saved, so we know that's not true. But I am saying that death is a terrible thing. And dying without Christ is a more horrible thing. And I want you to watch what the Bible says here, that Jesus is talking to some people here about this matter, of dying in sin and being lost. Now, notice, here's the most po worst possible thing that could ever happen to a human being. The loss of the soul. Not knowing the Son of God is Savior. Missing heaven. Jesus said, Whether I go, you cannot come. Do you know that's eternal separation of a lost soul? from a pure and compassionate Savior who died for the sins of the world? Here is an impossible gulf between heaven and hell across which no human soul can travel. There are so certain words 
I go my way and you shall seek me and shall die in your sins. Where I go, you cannot come. Did you know that after death, you can't make up your mind then. There is no crossing over. You make up your mind right here while you're alive on this earth where you're going to spend eternity. Now I want you to watch because it's very important. The loss of health, the loss of wealth, the loss of reputation is nothing compared to the tragedy of the loss of a human soul. I want you to notice something the Bible teaches here. First of all, these people were lost in spite of their religion. They were schooled in the Mosaic law. They knew the law. They had a religious background. But they substituted religion for regeneration. They were lost and blind from the truth. Paul describes these kinds in Romans chapter 10 and verse 3. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. No wonder Jesus said you shall die in your sin where I go you cannot come. Did you know religious people are the hardest people in the world to lead to saving faith in Christ Jesus? I mean, I've I've dealt with Methodists and Baptists and Church of God and Catholics and everything else in the world. And I never will forget my wife come back. We had a visitation program. She was out with another lady visiting. She knocked on a Catholic's door one time and the Catholic slammed my door and told her, I'm Catholic. And my wife just gently knocked on the door again and she came to the door and she said, well, God loves Catholics too. Amen. And what I'm saying is, it doesn't matter about your religion. God still loves you. Amen. So, religion, though, will take you to hell. Now, secondly, they were lost in spite of the nearness to the Lord Jesus Christ. They had heard Jesus forgave the sins of the adulterous woman. In John 8, verse 11, Neither do I condemn thee, go and sin no more. They had heard Jesus offer heaven's light for earth's darkness. John 8, verse 12, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. They had heard that Jesus offered them freedom from the slavery of sin. John 8, verse 36, if the Son shall shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. And brother, let me give you some. Sin is a slave driver. Amen? Now listen. They were lost in spite of the nearness to the Lord Jesus. They were walking with Him. They saw Him. They walked with Him. They saw Him do miracles. But yet, they did not believe. They were lost in spite of their access to the truth. They were not people who had never been preached to. They were favored people. God had spoken to them. The living word walked in and among them. John 8 verse 32. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Why did these people refuse the Son of God as Savior and friend? Why do millions today in our generation, die in sin and they're lost forever. Number one, people die in sin because of unbelief. Jesus said in verse 45 and verse 46, And I, and because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. 
Which of you convinces me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? Unbelief is the most horrible, wicked, fatal of all sins. It locks heaven's door. It opens the chasm of hell. Unbelief drove Adam and Eve from the Garden of Eden. Unbelief kept Israel out of Canaan for 40 years. Think about it. The Bible plainly teaches we are saved by believing. Acts 16, verse 31. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. Romans 10, 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It's impossible to be saved without faith in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're saved by believing and damned by not believing, according to John 3, verse 18. He that believeth on the Son is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Somebody comes along and says, I just can't believe. Sure you can. If you want to. Yeah, you can. Listen to me. The Bible does not say believe in feel saved. Do you know that? The Bible says believe and be saved. Now, I cried like a little baby the night I got saved. I don't know why, but the Holy Spirit dealt with me and I cried like a little baby. But I've seen people come down these aisles and, and, and talking to them on street corners and in houses and everywhere else in the hospital. And I've seen people just simply say, I want to trust Christ as my Savior without a tear, without anything. They just trust God's Word. Amen? And they get saved. Feelings don't have anything to do with your salvation. And by the way, you can't trust your feelings because you know why? Your feelings are up and down. Man, I got up this morning, I'm feeling terrible. Took me a couple of uh, uh, leaves and I feel great. Amen? I mean, up and down we go all the time. My emotions are up one minute and they're down on the floor the next. I feel good one minute and I feel terrible the next. You can't trust your feelings. But you can trust God. You can trust the Word of God. And if God said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved, you can do that. And you know what? You make a choice to either believe or disbelieve. And God said the worst thing a human being can do is not believe what God said. That'll damn your soul. Now listen, I know this. Anyone who will believe on Jesus will be saved. People die in sin because of unbelief. Number two, people die in sin because of procrastination. Over and over again in God's Word, God says, Now. Listen, Isaiah 1 verse 18. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. God always says, Come now. Not sometimes. Not when I feel like it or feel good or later, but now. Satan's greatest tool to damn men's soul is tomorrow. God said in Proverbs 27 and verse 1, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring. You think about this for just a minute. How many people died this week in Hillsborough County and Tampa right here in car accidents? 
And you, if, if they were alive today and they could talk to you today and you could ask them a question, did you plan on dying this morning when you got up? Not a one of them would answer yes. But they did in a wreck. And there's so many ways that can, be, that can take your life instantly. And you can't depend on tomorrow. Let me give you some examples the Bible gives us. Felix put it off when he said to Paul in Acts 24 and verse 25, Go thy way for this time. When I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. But Felix is in hell today because of that inconvenient. Agrippa put it off when he said in Acts chapter 26, verse 28, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. But Agrippa died in his sins. People have lost their lives because they put off seeing a doctor. Farmers have lost their crop because they put off planting. People die in their sin because they procrastinate. Yet God said, now is a day of salvation. I can prove this by the Word of God. You know when you get saved? When God deals with you. If God's dealing with you about your soul, you better listen. Because He's dealing with you about something you It'll be everlasting. You come to Him for salvation, He said He'll save your soul right then and there when He's dealing with you. People die in sin because of sudden death. The Bible over and over speaks of the brevity and uncertainty of life. Ecclesiastes 8, verse 9, 8. There is no man that has power over the Spirit to retain the Spirit. Neither has he power in the day of death. No power on earth, no amount of money, no influence can prolong life one breath longer than God wills it to be so. I watched my friend die. I wasn't with him when he died, but I went and visited him several, and when he was just about dying, and I saw him, and I, the first time I went to see him, I went to give him two pennies for his life. I mean, he was right there. It looked like any second he's going to take his last breath. He dwindled up to almost nothing. And I prayed with him. He said, tell me what's going to happen, preacher. And I went through the Bible. I showed him, absent body, present of the Lord. There is no dying. Just have his body transferred to heaven. Amen. I read that to him in Scripture. He praised the Lord for it. And when I started to leave there, he said, I'm ready to go. But he didn't go. He lasted two or three more weeks. And every time I called and checked on him, he's still hanging on. He's still hanging on. Brother Heidel gets me. Brother Heidel's in ICU and, and I, he had all this thing in the world. It, it was happening to him. His daughters called me. All of them was crying and carrying on. Daddy ain't going to last through the night. Daddy ain't going to last through the night. Pray for him, preacher. He called me the night before last. He said, how you doing, preacher? Amen. He's still here. Amen. He's doing good. Listen, you don't have no power over death. God handled that in. Mine, my wife and I was in a great church one time, and I've told you about this many times, and the preacher was preaching down in Miami, and right on the front row, a lady just <laughs> fell over dead. Right there in the middle of everything. And I never will forget it. And I thought to myself, life is uncertain. Now listen to what God said. Since God has said, it is appointed unto man once to die, and after this is judgment. I want to ask you something. 
How foolish for anybody to put off salvation. Do you think a day without God is better than a day with God? I wouldn't give you one ounce of a day before I got saved for a day with my Lord. Nothing back then is as good as God has been to me since I got saved. I mean, it's, it's the greatest thing that ever happened to me in my life that God saved my soul. Why would I put that off? And I, ask, I challenge anybody to come to the Lord Jesus Christ now while God is dealing with you. Because you remember something. The Bible says that God will deal with you and deal with you and deal with you. But you keep turning your face away from God. And God says, then I will turn my face away from you. And then you're lost forever. I don't want to be there. I had a man come forward one Sunday. He said, I want to be saved, preacher, but I think I've sinned my day of grace away and I don't think I can be saved. I said, no, you haven't. You wouldn't be in church and you wouldn't be here on your knees if you'd serve, if you'd sin your day of grace away. Amen? God got you here for a purpose. He brought you under the preaching of the Gospel where you could accept Christ as your Savior. And praise God, the man got saved because he trusted the Lord. And I want to say to you today, just as simple as I know how, the best thing that can ever happen to you as a human being is you accept Christ as your Savior. Because Jesus said, where I go, you cannot come if you've not trusted Him. There's no way you get to heaven without it. Amen? And I'm going to tell you the truth. I live such a life that <laughs> I could go any minute. Amen? I mean, the other day I was working over the lake and I was just doing my own little thing, you know, taking the cover off of my boat and ploop, I fell out in the water. And I'm, I, I'm standing up here like this trying to breathe. But I got out of the water and walked up on the bank and I looked around to see if my neighbors were watching. Because they're always watching the preacher see what kind of trouble he's going to get into. Just that quick and it happened. Amen? But I'm ready. And I mean it. I, I say, even so come Lord Jesus, but if He don't come today and I die any minute, I'm ready to go. Praise God. Because I know I love Him and He loves me. He's my Savior. And I challenge anybody, come to Jesus now. Take Him as your Savior now. And you won't ever regret it. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, as best we know how, Lord, we tell everybody we meet, every place we go, Jesus loves you. Jesus wants to save you. Jesus is the Savior of your soul. All you have to do, believe that. Come to Him. Ask Him to save you. I ask you to bless today now. Each one has come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's sing something, please. Page 375. Sing it with me, please. Page 375.